0: Right? Am I? Where's? There you are. Uh, hey, welcome to the Tabletop Collins Show. I am Adam Bell. This is Jeremy Gage. We're here to talk about games and uh, living our best lives and uh, Jeremy's seemingly empty mug.
1: <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more?
0: I would give you more, but uh, last we are, I don't know, a couple hundred miles apart, something like that. Yeah, I'm Adam Bell. Uh, find me on Twitter at Bell. Find my games at adamibell.games. Find my videos at youtube. Um That's cool. What's up, Jeremy? Tell tell people about
1: you. Hey everyone, I'm Jeremy Gage. You can find me at jeremygage 5 over on Twitter, or you can also find me at Draw Your Dice Pod over on Twitter for the Draw Your Dice podcast. Show where I interview indie tabletop designers about their insights, so that you too can create amazing games, and so that I can eventually create amazing games, eventually, or help with games-related things.
0: You are creating them now. You just you know re- release a yes, whole different thing. I'm just bad thing. at
1: getting them done. Well, yeah. has isn't? You said it. So,
0: I said it. I yeah, said, said it. I'm insulting you? That, yeah. Is what you're you're yeah. you're putting that
1: on me? No, I just I'm not putting anything on you that you didn't already say. This is uh, the subtext. We're watching it's a lot not... of the Crown. Everything is subtext.
0: This isn't very healthy, I don't think. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> it, it seems like maybe you're coming in here with a bad day, and you're putting that on me. No, maybe, not at I don't all. appreciate
1: that. <laughs> Never, not one time. Do you? I'll give you a kiss on the cheek. Ones, ones in the chat, if you want. <laughs> me to give adam a kiss on the cheek
0: can i do polls I now want this this is officially an affiliated, oh, affiliated? channel
1: <gasps> congratulations adam. to adam because adam's to... putting in the extra work to stream and shit like that so oh, sure everyone everyone twos in the chat for adam for congratulations ones if you want to see a smooch on adam's cheek sometime in the future
0: i still don't really know what it means let's get started
1: hey yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's a one <laughs>
0: Oh uh, shit. I don't hey, That's care. a lot I'm not of gonna...
1: ones. It's three ones, baby.
0: <laughs> How did you do a poll? Send a message. What are these features? Manage rewards. I should do this live, actually. I should yeah, just today's a learning Twitch day. features for sure. That's good content. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, quick quick shout outs to everyone in chat. Hello, BLG. Hello, Raf. Hello, Dice Ghost. Hello gay half-orc, hello four, foremost grub nine, Tankstein. did I miss anyone? Jason Bostwick, hello to everyone who's joining us today and is said in the chat, and thank you for all the ones. Slash is the Twitch cheat code, slash poll. I'm a moderator, can I do that? Hey, I can, ha <laughs> ha!
0: Wow, you can pay bits for votes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone get, get your bit wallets ready.
0: Did it happen? Uh, I don't think it happened, it's fine. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, 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 current poll. How are you doing today? Uh, oh. I'm gonna bop, vote. I can get an extra vote for 10 bits. Do I have 10 bits? Don't Where are my bits? Spend your bits. Or spend... I can vote 200 bubbles. <laughs>
0: okay um well, welcome
1: to the first you, monday of the month have you
0: played any games or anything recently jeremy what's what are we talking about today
1: uh i've played emberwind i've played band of blades oh uh God. and it's i'm playing final fantasy 14 <laughs> oh, we have a prime subscription thank you gay half orc for the prime subscription what is that does that have to give money
0: yeah oh, cool we'll split that um cool. <laughs> yeah any any subscriptions I'll I'll just split with Jeremy if I once I figure out how that works <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that you're saying it like like I made this choice <laughs> like right now in this moment it's like yeah I'll split that with jeremy
0: oh yeah I didn't even think about like, I guess I knew conceptually that affiliate means that theoretically, like, $4 could roll in through <laughs> <True> Twitch. <laughs> oh, shit. So anything anything exciting happening in your Band of Blades campaign or in Emberwind? Or Yeah,
1: uh, in Emberwind, we're doing the Theros setting because the crew wanted to do, like, sword and sandals style stuff. They like the classic Greek myth. So, uh, the story is that this is, this is only going to be for people who really know like the Theros setting at all, but essentially they're zombies. They returned. They come Mm -hmm. back from the underworld, have no idea why it's sort of like an amnesia campaign. They just got their spirits back. Their goal, they're God killers. So they're trying to kill the gods. They need the sparks of champions. They just defeated their first champion. Great. Uh, and I love the Emberwind system in terms of its combat. I think it's really cool. I do think it has the same uh, fallacies for skill checks that, like, D&D has, where, like, the game is combat and then the game is the not-combat phase where everyone kind of, like, negotiates and role-plays and, like, the skill checks don't really matter, honestly. Excuse me. And, um... But it's even so much more combat focused that I feel like if you're, unless they unless Derek and the team comes out with something else, um, uh, I think that it would behoove people to play Emberwind for combat if they want combat, and then have like a secondary like narrative game that they use for the off-scenes, oh, or whatever tools they want to come up with. Why I would you want off-scenes?
0: Combat is all they play RPGs for.
1: I'm making tactical games, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I'm the combat gender.
0: Com- con- the combat king. Combat yeah, something.
1: Combat something. Well that's cool.
0: That's yeah, nice to get uh, playing ongoing games. I need to get something like that going. I'm I'm you wanna do a thing? Oh see I can't commit to an online one. Yes I do. The answer is yes I do <laughs> but I know historically that even if I say yes I'm not going to ever want to do it consistently. We should play a I'm game figuring though, it out. for sure. If I
1: get if I get the Iron Sworn thing together I think I have I think I can make online better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a tall task because it's, actually- it's not necessarily the games that make the online the, the bad thing. That's what I'm saying. It's sitting here for more than like an hour and talking <laughs> which we do anyways what we do i mean we don't really do more than an hour if you round it down
1: <laughs> we always go over the limits what are you doing adam what have you been playing me yeah um, what have i been playing i played
0: playing? a board game on saturday is oh. that saturday that was saturday i played spirit island um Oh, of mine cool. enjoys it and we haven't played in a while and he was like let's play that and I Sasha and I said yeah, let's do it. It took hours and hours oh, um, that game takes way too long especially when you got three people that like are thinking a lot <laughs> which means we won on I think it was difficulty four if anybody is a Spirit Island player out there. It was pretty tough. Those English, uh, they sure do build a lot of cities. <laughs> uh, otherwise, yesterday I played The Golf System by Aaron Lim, which is okay. kind of a post of a game. But Sasha and I went out to our local disc golf course to make an actual play video of The Golf System.
1: That's amazing. So,
0: <laughs> so look out for me. Uh, playing disc golf for your entertainment soon, and hopefully, you like it because it, it was fun. It was fun, it was a good time. But that's a segue into yeah, this past week, I decided that in December, yet again, I would try to make a video every day, and I've been kind of doing that. Go check them out. I don't have much else to say. Go check them out. Go check them out. People seem to enjoy them. Uh, that's always nice to see appreciate the support. I'm sure people in the chat are the people that are telling me that it's nice. <laughs> <sighs> Other than that, today I've got some sort of playtest going this mm-hmm, evening. Mm-hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. we're going to play. I just know that I texted some friends that had previously said, yeah, we would love to playtest something. And I was like, do you want to do that? And they said, yeah, Monday and I said okay and then we didn't clarify which one we're playtesting so
1: Monday I need some <laughs> playtest friends
0: well just All if I you have 5e friends they won't playtest for you cause I, I found uh,
1: at least it's harder to get them corralled if I'm like hey I have some stuff I want to playtest like ooh hmm. maybe Yeah, and you they... know how I feel about maybes <laughs> uh
0: huh you're a big maybe fr-
1: fan yeah the hugest maybe fan <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, Dice Ghost points out that the coffee morning with Spencer, yesterday I was on Spencer's coffee break, and it was a very fun time. Uh, we talked about everything that I'm doing, and then I got Spencer to talk about what he's doing, so that he's not just handing his platform over to me, he gets to use it too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It was fun, it was a good talk, I'm sure he'll put that on YouTube. Probably.
1: There we go copy what are you doing
0: oh cool is that spencer's channel no No, that's that's my channel channel. oh
1: my god (laughs) (laughs) i thought i subscribed to both of you already but i guess not this is good when i search spencer campbell i don't get any, I don't get Spance, Spencer's channel at all. I get everything Spencer has been a part of.
0: Okay, I got it. The Gila boy. The Gila boy. Gila? Gila? I still am always screwing that oh, up. That's that important. that's
1: why I couldn't find it. Must have changed it.
0: Um, Resetting back to being able to speak.
1: Doot doot doot. Doot doot doot. Do, do, do. do, 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 do. <laughs> Those are your AOL noises. You can soundboard that for free. It's copyright copyright free. Someone, some, someone sample that and TikTok it. Get us out there.
0: Come on, Jeremy. What? <laughs> you sound like an old man.
1: <laughs> someone, someone TikTok it. Get that little audio clip
0: out on the chicken tucks. <laughs> Uh, Should we talk about something?
1: Probably. I've been working on a game. You told yeah. me to
0: hold that thought earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. You were about to start telling me stuff off mic, yeah. and it's you know yeah. that's.
1: I didn't know if it'd be if it'd be good stuff because I'm always talking about a game.
0: Well, people keep showing up, so I mean, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just the cu- It's gonna be the fucking uh, what is that MMO? Ashes of Creation. It's been in development for like. 10 years and they have huge swaths of money that they uh, there's like no development of the game at all it's crazy looks like it's $15 BLG made a good point of the uh, AOL sound TikTok game jam that you can also use Grace McConnell's my partner's stock photos of me for the Jeremy Gage Uh RPG jam that will also be happening alongside that yeah just take sound bits of my voice and the photos of me that are on the internet and make a game
0: can I screenshot you in this show?
1: Yeah, do it right now. <laughs> My image is copyright free.
0: <laughs> public domain. This is a public domain face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Could you could you copy could you do that for your persona? I'm sure celebrities have like some sort of clause where like you can't use a picture of me. Um
0: I mean all you gotta do is put at the beginning of your where you're using people's images and say this isn't, you know, any correspondence to real people is incidental for sure. This is not (laughs) supposed to be about the real people.
1: Yeah. Then the article below is like, oh yeah, also this guy's a butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so uh, always working on Emerald Dive, always unhappy with the previous design, Mm -hmm. but I... Think I'm really happy with this design. Um, so Umbral Dive has become an Iron Sworn hack, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that you were in this playtest. There's a really cool designer, uh, Ty, who is at Eldritch Mouse on Twitter, and I also think on all of his Discord handles as well. But, um, <laughs> so pissed. <laughs> BLG is so powerful. Thank you, (laughs) Brad. But uh, I wanted to do an Ironsworn hack, but I didn't want to do, like, the action dice plus thing. So Ty made a hack of the game a while ago, and I don't know if it's out or if it's still in the works, but uh, Ty did a, like, static number. Hey, do you want to be famous? Let me just block this guy.
0: There you go. Keep talking. I'll handle it
1: okay uh if i can remember hey i'm you. the moderator um so basically what it is, is that you're gonna get some you're gonna get some classic Sworn stats uh, i mean they'll be different words but you'll get five of them and they'll all be static numbers that uh won't change uh progression wise they can change like through abilities and moves and stuff like in the middle of combat but basically you're just rolling the challenge dice around your static number so for instance you'll have like a stat called ruby which will be like seven so you have to roll under seven to get a hit and uh if you get no dice under it's a miss if you get if so if people are not familiar with the iron sworn system uh two dice above that number is a miss one dice under that number is a partial success or a weak hit and then both dice under that number. Uh, is a strong hit or a full success so I'll be using that system I'm also kind of ripping from Emberwind because Emberwind has like a three number uh, success bandwidth for hitting like to hit so you have accuracy penetration and critical and each of those have different numbers you have to roll under dependent on stat formulas and uh, you if you roll under accuracy you hit if you roll under your penetration number, which is generally below your accuracy, you pe- bypass all armors and stuff, uh, all reductions. And then if you roll under your crit, you deal full damage. So it's like, I like that to hit sort of style system. So I want to do something similar for the Iron Sworn thing. And then... Uh, I've decided on doing phased combat, which was something I was like noodling for the last couple months how to execute because I want to recreate MMO RPG stuff, like those styles of raid fights. And the only way I could do, I was trying to figure out like how do I get people to respond to uh, monster actions at the same time. Mm. How about I just have them react at the same time? Like, instead of a turn order, there's, like, a faux phase or an enemy phase where, like, this enemy uses an attack. I need everyone to make this style of save or these targeted people to make a style of save or whatever. And if you save, you get free movement to move out of the area of effect because it's still going to go off. There's no missing in the game, but there is, like, dodging, if that makes sense. Um, and... Yeah, I'm 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 really happy with it. I'm I've got like the SRD Iron Sworn data in there. Mm-hmm. Now it's about doing a little bit of rewriting, but it's definitely um once I get some moves written, it's pretty play testable because I also have Red. I'm doing measured distance for the game instead of a grid combat. Wow, the grid's so, like, gone. The grid's gone. Wow. Kind of. But there's still like distance and stuff, so you'll have to have a ruler uh-huh. for the game. Uh, or tape I, measure, or sticks, or whatever your artifact of poison I always, is. But I like, always
0: preferred the ruler for 5e when I played. I had a DM that had this little ruler, and it just mm. felt a lot better. Felt a lot more real. Yeah. As opposed to the grid. So uh,
1: it was um, Donnie Dynamo that turned me onto it. In addition to doing some like war combat reading, and uh, I think the ruler like your character can move two inches is interesting. Cause like you can also break up that movement by like spacing or whatever. Like I can move one inch this way and one inch that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. The iron sworn SRD is dense and I do have it fully copied over at this point. It took, it took about a couple hours
0: copied over uh, into the folds of your brain. You mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I open up my noggin and I pen inside the room. Re- <laughs> uh but yeah ruler ruler combat is kind of fascinating to me and also emulates the mmo rpg feeling i wanted to capture but i it just wasn't on like my radar in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. the only things i've been familiar with was like gridded one inch combat uh both in square tessellating square and hexagon formats. Yeah. I'd never like I'd never consider just doing like raw and what's also amazing about that is that you can do whatever mat like I feel like one of the pigeonholes of D D stuff is that like you have to have the grid overlaid on like the cool image or dungeon and then you get into like weird things where like there's a wall in right, the middle. You got like, of, like, you've got,
0: like a- half a square here. Yeah.
1: It's like How can I move that? there? <laughs> yeah. So like I feel like an open thing. You can use whatever you want, and if you see a wall on your map, you're like you just can't you can't move past that wall. Like you can't you can move up into that wall space, and that's it. And I think that's so so much more. Uh, what's the what's the V word? Uh, Versimilitude.
0: Versimilitude. That's what I thought you were gonna say, but I just because yeah. it's a good word. That's the good V
1: word yeah <laughs> uh i think i think there's just so much more interesting immersion that could be done from there and if you have a combat system that's built around that, i even think about how uh if you could figure out what what is thirty feet right like in d and d it's like six inches right because it's one inch squares and every square is five feet, so six squares for thirty feet is six sure. inches yeah what if what if you like just removed the grid for d and d would you like be hurt by that
0: no no, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, that like whenever I back when I lived in Wisconsin, the person that was running games there uh just did that. He had all this terrain and stuff. So like he had little dungeon bits mm. that he would slam together on this big old table and then there would be these these ruler sticks that just had each inch delineated and so it was just anything that would be five feet would be one inch on this on this ruler and uh it was mm. good it was like easier yeah it was more fun it made more sense um it would be like oh i'm dropping a fireball over here you just get the stick out and like spin it around and you're like it's all these guys (laughs) instead of like "Ah, fireball that's what four squares yeah
1: yeah uh you're trying to like figure out like how to fit a circle into a square which is the also like also the big like area of effect fallacy and one inch combat is like when you when you don't do squares and you do like circles or cones or triangles or something like that it's like how do i do i make that work
0: Mm -hmm.
1: how do i do a diagonal two square wide line (laughs) (laughs) any thoughts any 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 thoughts on what i said there (laughs) i think
0: i think first thing is uh that I do appreciate your, your style and approach to design here where you're not afraid to just (laughs) chuck it in the bin. (laughs) Nope. That's, that's pretty powerful. I think. Cause you're like, you, you have made iterations of things that everybody like me and also the whole chat have been like, damn, that's cool. Or like that we play tested and everybody was like, that was really good. Um, But it wasn't what you wanted. And that is is powerful to recognize, instead of being like, oh, people are complimenting this, I guess I have to stick to it, which could lead you to a trap where you're making, you eventually come out with something that's like not good, or not, not, not I'm not going to say not good, but just not what you wanted, mm. and then you're feeling disappointed, and then people are telling you, oh, this game's good, but you're just you're like well it's not what I wanted to do and then they're like no shut up it's great and then you're <laughs> artistically frustrated <laughs> I make for me <laughs> so one that's rad two yeah I like like this change to the grid thing three I'm not that familiar with iron sworn so a lot of that went over my head <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just a partial success system done mm. with different math different math yeah cool. Not your classic PBTA. Not your, this isn't your mom's PBTA. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I was getting yelled at for saying that phrase the other day by Sasha. You could just put anything there.
1: What? Yes, I don't know. Anything?
0: I'm trying to understand. Yeah, because it's, I would say like, it was something really uh, useless for me to say. So like, in fairness, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what it was, but I was saying, oh, it's not your grandma's that thing just getting blank stairs. Like, that's not how that phrase is. It's like, it is,
1: I swear. How is this landing flat? This is grade A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
0: It might have been when I was playing dnd at my have been saying, These aren't your grandma's slime monsters, or something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they breathe fire, also. <laughs> Where's the mixing hold on now I'm in a different mindset where's the mixing of the abilities for crazy creatures why can't my ooze spit fire if it's why made why can't
0: ooze spit fire they can
1: like my... they can they can absolutely they can. do that why can't my my ooze have spines oh, so you're terrible.
0: saying riddle me this now you're making like a a monster manual that is follows the exquisite corpse style you know with the three panes but instead of creating a new monster like the top pane is what the monster looks like the middle Uh pane is like the monster spitting fire or something and then the bottom pane is how the monster does a third thing
1: (laughs) i am listen thank you uh first of all casual joker yeah grid combat feels i i love i love that you're about it i love that you're about the no grid thanks for shouting it out john as well (laughs) ask <laughs> Grandma Slime Master. But uh for BLG, yeah, I think with the Iron Sworn, Iron Sworn is very known for like D one hundred Oracles table. And I'm gonna lean pretty heavily into like having procedural dungeons, like using some of the Iron Sworn Delve supplement stuff. As well as like doing a monster There's monster generator stuff in Delve too, but I really wanna like push on that a little further and kind of do the um like Diablo action RPG style generator where it's like this monster has like four affixes on top of it but it looks like a fucking uh, goat man but now it can shoot lightning for no reason or it can shoot three spears like something that augments abilities. Lots of augments is basically what I'm going for.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A- Adam you had a, r- a reveal on well, you've had a reveal for a couple days, but you talked about this, this deck box situation on Spencer's coffee break. Do you want to, like, go into that on here? What's what's What games got you juicing? What games got me juicing?
0: I mean, Legend Has It does have me juicing. Last night, as I was getting ready to go to bed, I was like, I should figure out what cards. I don't know why. Sometimes I can't. I actually did want to ask you something that this yeah. is bringing me to well not necessarily ask you but bring this up as a topic but i can't control my creative flashes of inspiration they come at Mm -hmm. random hours when i'm doing random tasks Mm -hmm. so that that is to say that last night before i went to bed i kind of the entirety of that card game like i've had the mechanics which we can i forget if i've talked about on this show uh for a little while but like the the physicality and the production of it, kind of like crystallized in my spine, like an LSD flashback from health class. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so, yeah, I'm kind of juicing on it.
1: So, Just, is the so the, is the, the topic t- like you can't control? your creative origins.
0: I think the topic was going to, I wanted to bring up was like, when do you, how do you do your best work? Cause for me, it's, um, usually with a physical medium, a whiteboard or paper is when like mm-hmm. the best ideas occur. Um, but like, what about, and it's at random times. It's like, Oh, I'm feeling it coming in. I gotta go grab the paper and see what <laughs> uh, uh. it's it's happening. <laughs> is it is that is like, that similar for you? Face,
1: <laughs>
0: Just... <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was like after I had showered last night that that started. So I grabbed a notebook and then went and got in bed and (laughs) laid out the entire card game. Where is it? There. Here. Like this is all the cards that are going to be in it and some additional ideas. Um, Yeah. And it's the kind of thing that I was hoping I would um, kind of prevent whenever I started doing this Mm full-time I like was hoping like yes I'll just work during the day in the morning Mm -hmm. maybe in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. be free of it in the evening Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's that for me just isn't doesn't seem to be doable so like what I've instead done is I don't really work that much during the day unless you know unless I'm juicing (laughs) As mm-hmm. we say, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um.
0: So it's kind of like a weird work structure where I'm never working, but I'm also always working, and it's it feels like it's going to be more. Um, what's the what were the what are the words? It's going to require more active effort for me to like not burn myself out because I'm not mm-hmm. scheduling the time and I'm not scheduling like the time off. You any tips? Slash what do you do?
1: <laughs> I have so many tips about this. So many. Um so first off, to everyone commenting about the the shower and got it right in it, do like for real talks, get like a laminated white piece of paper, find a way to like hook it up <laughs> in your bathroom and get a dry erase marker and de- I'm, I am I'm, am I'm serious. I do it. I have a little thing in like I'll be sitting in the shower just kind of like resting my my whole existence mm. and then something will hit me and I'll just write it on the thing real quick and then nice. continue like my theta waves are active dude Your theta you can't waves let Your theta waves go to go to waste <laughs>
0: No, I mean I do I did say after the shower, but it definitely the thoughts appeared in the shower and I just yeah, held on to them until I got out.
1: Because it's so meditative to be mm. under like warm water, tr- like massaging your skin. Mm-hmm. You know, oh god, I'm relaxed and ideas are flat. Um this is actually the sort of like side advice that I have and this may not work, but uh on Twitter I did a poll of like some articles on right and one of them was to do an article about how blue period has kind of re-inspired my game design process and uh, right? yes this is an anime for anyone who doesn't know blue period is an anime about a uh i think a high school kid who discovers his love for art out of like nowhere in his senior year and like all bets off dives into it because he loves it and doesn't like want to do the safe bet anymore um and throughout the show is pretty cool because it does the thing that like queen's gambit didn't do which was like teach you about the thing this character is interested in as you're like taking the journey with him so he has a bunch of mentors that are like Hey, try these things out when you're like working on your piece. Have you considered like composition or portrayal, or have you considered your materials? Bunch of like really cool terminology things that pop up, or like ideas of how to apply those on a basic level. Mm-hmm. And so, um, two things that I was thinking of is that one, in the show, they are encouraged to uh, have a sketchbook with them. And whenever they have an idea for something compositionally or for a piece they're working on, they should open the sketchbook and sketch out an idea. I was like, okay, so like, what if I had a game sketchbook and just like a a place digitally or physically where like I can just jot down really fast or if like something's really, really like grabbing me, uh, intensely like the ideas just won't stop flowing off of this Mm -hmm. single progenitor idea i'll take like a whole page and like sketch out like oh is this like what a health bar to look like how would that interact with like some other things write down like some questions for myself and then when i'm done like parsing that out for my brain and i guess the main like topic of this is have a space for like like brain dump immediately but do it so that you're not working on it right like i think uh, something that we fear is that the inspiration will leave us but if you mm-hmm. can put sort of those like progenitor ideas and leave some questions for yourself for future like Adam or future viewer.
0: Right. Um, Get yourself back into like set up a seed that gets you back into the current mindset that you're in so that you can correct. jump in there at a time that you're yeah.
1: like ready. Because the thing I think there's always like this fear of like the work will leave you but it's actually quite the yeah. opposite the work will always be there for you when you come back to it. So, so long if, as you have it. Yeah. If, if you like
0: set that. it up, like if it, Yeah. the ideas will like, you'll, you might lose them or you might forget them if you don't slam them into something.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You have, so, have yeah, to slam them somewhere. I think that's Your the brain is not good for storage. It's good no. for thinking. It's not good for storage.
0: <laughs> I think that's the good, or that's the thing that I am trying wanting to avoid is like, a different type of burnout that would come from me just saying, no, I just, all, all I do is like during the work day, which I guess is mm-hmm. a fake concept. So I'm not surprised that it. I've discarded it. Um, <laughs> Cause if I were to restrict all game thought to just then, like there might be this, like sh- I had an idea yesterday, but I pushed it away and now mm-hmm. I'm getting this separate type of burnout from like struggling to force ideas to happen when I don't have the inspiration And Mm -hmm. shunting them away when I do, and like being unsatisfied with whatever I end up coming up with. Mm -hmm. I want to avoid that, and I think I think what you're saying. I do already kind of do that, but not like as a conscious, purposeful choice, and not with those questions. So I think that's that's a good thing to to think about. Cause yeah, on my I have a Google Keep, I have Google Keep on my phone, and every time I have ideas and I don't have paper or time. I just kind of uh-huh. slam them in there or if I'm like watching TV that's sort of adjacent to whatever I'm designing. So if I'm watching <laughs> a Royal court show or something, or if I'm watching rich people being shitty and I see something, I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta make that happen in my game.
1: Mm-hmm. I just stick it my phone. I also think uh, voice memos are highly underutilized, Like I think, I think there is some, like, learning curve to them, and that mm. might might be what's stopping people. But there's nothing faster than, like, having, you know, if you have a phone, right, if you have a phone and you can set up uh, a command in your phone that just says, hey, take a voice or, like, talk to your Google or Siri or whatever. It's like, hey, mm. Google, hey Siri, take this down or whatever. Don't trigger. Don't do it. <laughs> my phone is my webcam for anyone watching. So I accidentally said the magic. Um but you know hey take this down and like talk out like just do some quick ramble and then listen to yourself again later set up some questions for yourself as you're thinking nothing is faster than than talking it out loud Mm. um and then the second thing i wanted to say that is also an inspiration from blue period and will be in my article is in the show uh the the protagonist yaguchi uh yadara yaguchi uh is a lot of their focus work is still lives and basically you're like setting up a model space and then you're drawing the light and the moment and all this stuff like right in front of you like right now i could this microphone or my web camera and i think about how to apply like still life practice to game design and we do already sort of like have a term for it which is hacking like hacking would be a consideration for still lives but i think it's more about like being able to reverse engineer techniques is what I more want to talk about in the article and like reading blades in the in the dark and like really trying to like read it and understand the like, is this meeting its composition, right? Mm-hmm. Is it meeting its genre? Is it meeting its trails and meeting its its medium or whatever like all the all the materials that were used here like what could be done differently if instead of like oil paint could i use charcoal right if instead of like single highest result could i do like a different style of dice ball could i do roll and keep for blades in the dark right mm-hmm. i was talking about that on the on could the I, dyd discord yeah
0: could i do an abstract tactical grid game for blades in the dark <laughs> the answer is yes yeah. you can Look out for yes, it. On Z- yes. Quest.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Zine ZineQuest twenty twenty two. Quick plug. Um, <laughs> but but like I think the the subject of like studying still life because it's such a practice to visual art from the rip mm. and how can we apply that same sort of like art practice in like uh practice reverse engineering because then i think it also cements how different game theory skills are applied to your designs or that you're gonna come to a space where like then then the hacking is like the making your own thing still life stuff like you i think i think people already do it what what i'm trying to say is like people already do it they're already doing the, hacking, the iron sword blades in the hack, pbta hack DD hacks like all those things are already happening mm-hmm. but i think what i'm looking for is more intention behind like why why was this used here right it's even like in some of the episodes they uh copy other works mm-hmm. and uh the main protagonist has like a few moments of analyzing piece by think van gogh i'm not i can't remember quite um but the episode was sort of talking about how the piece is training the eye to focus in or frame on something more particular So, like uh there are all these different color flowers that like to the amateur eye look random like oh they just put a bunch of dots on the bottom of this piece Mm. but if you really examine it like there is a sort of like connective uh the terminology I'll use here is like constellation to those flowers, just to draw your eye to the specific like center uh, guiding line of the whole piece. Like it's, it's intentional. It's not an accident. Those flowers are in the places that they're in. But a lot of people can kind of make that assumption of like, Oh, they just sort of like did art and put it on the canvas, but there's intentionality behind all of those techniques. So I think just intentionality of engineering into the hacking process is something i'm really interested in exploring as a uh process
0: cool yeah yeah that intentionality is definitely like an interesting way to think about it because it, it is easy not easy every anytime i say anything in game design is easy i'm not trying to say that it's any it's easy <laughs>
1: The, the general but, first thought, right? The right. first, like, thinking of process.
0: But, yeah, it would be, like, e- it is kind of easy to grab a game and be like, I'm just going to use this as a base and not mm-hmm. think about it, and you could end up with, mm-hmm. like, a perfectly good game. But, like, mm-hmm. doing that with an intentionality behind it and being like, okay, why am I making this a Forged in the Dark game, I mm-hmm. think can, can lead you to some, some very cool places. So, like, I think a game that, I haven't played in a while, but and isn't I guess fully out, but Beam Saber is an example that mm-hmm. I think Austin Ramsey definitely intentionally looked at Blades in the Dark and said like why am I making this into a mech game and what how how do each of these individual pieces of this game turn into a mech game and I th- think he did a, a, like a really good job on that cuz the mechs use the same like Framework as regular characters, but like feel much different, and Mm -hmm. you know the the just all of the different pieces kind of slot right into Beam Saber in a way that like works really well. As opposed to Mm -hmm. there are some other Blades in the Dark hacks, Forge in the Dark games, um, that are still fine and still you could have a great time, but they are just sort of what if Blades in the Dark had a different setting.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah (laughs)
0: there's there's value to both but i think doing that intentionality leads to like a more unique and interesting and like cartoon eyes coming out of your skull when you're reading it like oh wow this is rad
1: (laughs) yeah uh i was in the dyd discord i was talking about i was really like i learned about roll and keep mechanics i'd been Mm -hmm. really interested in like yahtzee as a mechanic as like a dice resolution system and then i finally got hip to like looking at legend of rings which i wasn't hip to it because you know it's exploitative (laughs) in a lot of ways Uh, so i tried really hard to avoid looking at it but um they haven't i i'm kind of fascinated by the roll and keep system because you had put it in my brain that like what do you do with all it's partially why you're making your your abstract tactical story grid, uh, token palooza game <laughs> system, <laughs> supplement, uh, <laughs> and token palooza. Uh, you're like, you wanted to use all of those dice, right? Like, you hmm. build up this dice pool in Blades in the Dark, and you're only looking for the single highest result, and none of those other dice matter unless they happen to all be sixes. So, I was thinking, like, because some, some things I I personally don't like as a style of Blades of the Dark is the negotiation and effect because I think that like really lengthens the play space of the game because you're mm-hmm. like I want to use skirmish here's my offerings Ooh, now I don't want to use-, <laughs> use shoot uh, or something like that and I was thinking about how if you like are building a dice pool and you roll like what can those other dice you don't use mean like do- can those dice your position and effect after the fact. Like, ooh, my skirmish is four. So there's a really good chance you're controlled as well as like having some good effect as well, right? Or if you have a really like crappy set of dots, you'd be like, ooh, my shoot's not very good. I would assess, but there's a good chance that like this dice roll is going to land me in a desperate position or something like that. I was thinking about how like you could instead change the pips to be a three maximum and then you could sort of like re-emulate um like pbta stuff back into blades in the dark so you look for your roll and then the total of your bottom dice are like your uh minus six seven to nine ten plus like addition thing and that decides the different um position and effect things so those are just like some loose roll and keep thoughts and that's just an example of like really looking at the game and being like why was it why is position and a negotiation thing and like does that work for my like analytical composition like the way i think about right i i love when everything uh in the game is player facing like i love in ember wind how all of the uh saves all the defensive saves and stuff are like determined by player stats instead of like the gm arbitrarily going like oh this is a dc 17 With you
0: there, I do like that. I I do prefer like things that are calculated as opposed to random like that. But that for me that doesn't extend into the position in effect. Sure, I do. I do love that shit. I know that. (laughs) I'm
1: not saying it's bad. I'm just saying like I particularly would love for it to be player facing.
0: Right. Well, well, that's the the interesting thing for it to me, or like the interesting thing that. You're talking there sparked in me Is that like I agree and I hate like I hated whatever I was running D&D and they wanted to do a check And I was like I'm just gonna make up a number I don't know Yeah yeah 18 seems good this is hard (laughs) (laughs) Yeah um To the point that like with uneasy Lies the head 2e every move Has something that is specifically Like calculating the difficulty It's Mm -hmm. Oh, if you're doing, um, if you're trying to exert your power over another, like your hard power, like with the throne over another player, the different, the the difficulty of your role is like the difference in power, which is mm-hmm. somewhere between one and four mm-hmm. and maybe negative, And it's going to be really hard <laughs> if you're less powerful as yeah. opposed to trying to do something that's like, I mean, there's no GM in that. So you, you definitely need to have those. That calculation happening, but as opposed to doing something in in a different game that would be more the D&D style of, like, oh, you're trying to exert your power over another player's house. Um, That seems hard. (laughs) Three? We'll (laughs) say three? You need three of them? I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's also like, it's also the um, I think this also slightly touches on the GM is God sort of discourse Mm. conversation as well, because those sorts of non-player-facing designs, you could... Like, a player could have, like, a six stealth, right? But mm. you might still say, like, the DC is uh, 28 because yeah. you as the GM know that they have, like, magical wards or something. And the players just didn't get that information. You're sort of, like, putting a... you're Some GMs will, like, put the bamboozle Ooh. into the DC, <laughs> but they don't, like... They've not communicated that in any way. The players right. so no, the, there's no, like, risk decision being made here. So then the player's like... You're, like, like saying, I want I, you to fall into the trap.
0: Right, the player's like, oh, I rolled a 23. Surely that's good enough. And then yeah. the GM cackles like a little monster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got maybe, you now! Maybe
0: that's why, I like, in that context, why I do like the position and effect, because it's before mm-hmm. the roll and the player can back yeah. out. And, yeah, the, the backing out situation slows it down and so like that might be something you want to address but Mm -hmm. the idea that it is before and then they can bully you the gm to (laughs) change it or use mechanical levers that they always have access to to change it yeah one of the two i think it's rad
1: yeah it's
0: not the perfect answer if there was a perfect answer there'd be one game
1: yep (laughs) it's just it's a stylistic thing like again like i'm not i'm not trying to like shit on position and effect because i think that if you have the right table and everyone's pretty like i think if everyone's pretty like role play savvy and uh is has like a good cognitive space about them you could be like oh i could reason we can all read standard like we don't need the dice to decide that for mm-hmm. us and it, it could be one of those like optional things where it's like hey if you want if you want a little bit more like uh, if you want the game to decide what the position is effective, you can use these roll and keep rules instead, yeah. or something like that, or roll and drop.
0: Roll and write. Let's yeah. just make. Let's just roll. be roll and write designers.
1: But yeah, I know there's a lot. What was it? You? I think you and Spencer were talk. Were you and Spencer talking about this?
0: I believe about, uh, Spencer like, mentioned that. Slow
1: There's someone like doing fiction roll and keep designs.
0: Um, I'm not sure. I know Spencer mentioned that Matthew Gravlin is working on a roll and write game. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. RPGs. That's, I yeah. don't know if I, I don't know much else about it.
1: Yeah. But I just find that interesting. Like using prompt generator to make a fiction or a story or something mm-hmm. like that. I think that'd be a cool inclusion to like trad adventure games. Like for the, like the, GM who loves setting writing and also like always thinks man I would love to turn our campaign a book then like providing some extra tools for that could be really fascinating so let's
0: go back to what started this conversation real quick because you just said I'd love to turn our campaign into a book what if you turned your book into well not a campaign but a story that's what this outline of a game is all about <laughs> <Are> you- <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> oh, you
0: yeah. you want me to hold it? Because I guess you need to see it on the stream. I don't know. How seen, I saw it. I, okay. I got it. Yeah. Look at these cards. I was yeah. happy that I, instead of trying to like slam these into a
1: designer, I just wrote them down so I
0: knew exactly. You know what's what what crazy?
1: I don't know if you put this together, but I feel like that's uh, a product of when you're trying to do the Among Us thing.
0: Oh, it's definitely similar. Me, yeah. Here's a little secret about me and cards. I'm always trying to draw lines that connect to other cards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's my aesthetic.
0: It. I just uh, found on this shelf behind me. There's a box of a game that I don't. I remember thinking about, but I don't remember doing as much design as in that box. And it just says Pigeon Game Design Materials. <laughs> Let me just say, there's a lot of card. There's a lot of cards in there that have lines that connect to other cards. <laughs> Uh, and it was that I should go back to that game it's a board game about you being, have three other
1: games to finish you have I know other games it's you have well, three, three I have
0: five other games to finish <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> it was a board game about it was like a little card My game master. where you play as pigeons that are trying to create craft their perfect day <laughs>
1: that's <pretty laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good tagline. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's great. You'd have a it's, lot of people salivating at the mouth for a game like
0: that. So I think the the cards were squares. I was trying to piece it together when I was pulling pulling it out and remember what the hell I did. The cards are squares that have lines that connect and then like icons on them and you're making you're like doing a little tile laying thing and making like a path and once you create a full loop that is a day. And yeah. if it Crosses enough different icons or encloses enough icons, then it's a perfect day. Maybe. I don't. <laughs> it's good.
1: It's good. <laughs> never, never get rid of that. Always have it as, like the thing that you always wish it were done.
0: Well, I'll finish it at some point, I think. It's all. Look, yeah, everything. Everything can be finished. Oh, yeah, it's not anytime soon. But I do like the idea. So Legend Has It is going to be. A card game coming out or kickstarting in January mm-hmm. God that's soon oh boy <laughs> <laughs> but I do like yeah, the idea of, soon. of doing a small run card game every year
1: just I think you and um, Spencer were talking about card games right mm-hmm. at the end and I was playing um, I played Dungeon Mayhem for the first time like, a, like, last week. And I'm really... I think I love Magic the Gathering. Like, I like the card game. Um, but I recognize it's, like, super inaccessibility to new players. Like, the learning curve is so oh. steep. Uh, and all the errata rules and shit. And not only that, but you get fucking buttholes that come in with their net decks or top eight decks. And, like, I have my my cool three color artifact deck that I just sort of want to want to play with. And this guy's like, I'm red deck. <laughs> Winning three turns. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Like, that's not a good, that's not a good experience. No. I, I have I think, met people that like thought about playing magic and ran into that and have, uh, will never touch a card game again.
0: I think a, a well-designed cube. Could yeah. be an approachable yeah, yeah. magic yeah. gathering experience, but you know, to the listener yep. out there that hasn't played Magic, I don't think you need to approach it.
1: I don't... Nope. <laughs> no, no. Is uh, it but... a
0: very interestingly designed card game? Yes. Is it a toxic pile of sludge and and capitalist exploitation? Also, yes. So, oh, just steer oh, yeah. clear, there are other cool card games.
1: Yeah, I think... Um, so I played Dungeon Mayhem, and uh, it was the Monsters Edition, but I'm really like fascinated by Set deck games, which kind of like equal the playing field. It's like you basically take a deck that is a class, and then you you sort of like play a competitive game using those. And it's about re- replayability through like the different players that you could have around your table, the different combination of decks that are in play when you're playing the game. Mm-hmm. I think about like that Keyforge game that's like semi popular. I know they keep pumping out new like procedurally generated decks. I but like Keyforge. I don't.
0: I'll speak for Keyforge. I Forge. don't
1: like here of two i know you have like a key forge on your shelf or something like that right you have like a couple key for don't you
0: i mean i have a handful of decks from like the first set before they yeah before, yeah. before fantasy flight fired a bunch of rpg people for no reason and i stopped buying their yeah. products
1: yeah but <laughs> it's stuff like that there's a game called dice thrones that i'm really interested in that mm-hmm. has like a set deck sort of thing and yahtzee mechanics uh so, yeah, I think, I think there's really something interesting about, like, short-run card games that uh, kind of increase accessibility by being like, oh, I love aggro play. This is the aggro class. There may be only, like, two other aggro classes, and then, like, I just have to play around my weakness stuff or, like, knowing what my opponent's cards are. I don't know. I just think the l- the learning curve can, like plateau out sooner I think there would still be a steep learning curve in like learning all the different set decks or something like that and how they interact so, with each other But I think
0: an, an important thing for approachability of a, of a card game like that while also maintaining fun long term
1: mm-hmm. play
0: is a, a low skill floor but a high skill mm-hmm. ceiling yeah so it's easy to like get in there and you're fiddling around but like there's so much room to improve and get better that mm-hmm you know, if you do play somebody who's really good and they're using a good deck and also trying their hardest, you're going to yeah. get squashed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if
0: they're making that... <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the sound clip of the of the <laughs> fucking three-turn red deck wins. You're activated my trap card. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: play Pot of
1: Greed. It is 12 is o'clock p.m. I... <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! is... <laughs> <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! did not make it, friends. Yu-Gi-Oh! did not survive as a game.
0: It's still there. I don't know what you mean by it didn't survive. People still. Play it doesn't have now. like a good
1: competitive more mm-hmm. because the uh, because when the deck is such like a combo system that uh-huh. like the the second someone starts their turn, their turn is gonna go for a really long. Time. <laughs> And it's not interactable. You're kind of goofed. <laughs>
0: Sounds fun. Sounds like a no, blast. My not only, all. My only real experience with playing the actual card game of Yu-Gi-Oh! is uh, a couple of kids on my bus played it when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. They played it on the bus and I was just like, that's cool. I don't own that. So I'm not joining. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I'll Neighborhood watch it.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't really watch either. I just kind of like acknowledged it. <laughs> And moved on with my day.
1: The only time I ever played Yu Gi Oh was on my. Anyway, this has been the tabletop. Call yeah, what the show. fuck are we doing here at the end?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this has been the tabletop Colin Show, talk show edition. Next week is a callin' Show. Uh, I know it feels like it's been a long time, but that's because it has, and that's what happens when there are five weeks in a month. Blame uh, the fucking weirdo Romans that made all the months different shape. Time is, is <laughs> um so this has been fun. I've had a good time. Jeremy has been J- Jeremy's doing some good sword play. <laughs> Star Wars Kid style. You know, back in the old days, they used to bully kids that did that. And I'm saying that a, a bad thing. What happened to Star Wars Kid? He was just a nice he's having a nice time waving his sword in his garage. What am I talking about? I've been Adam Bell. Thanks for coming to the tabletop college show, or listening later on your podcast feed. Thanks for that, or watching later on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the bell. I'm making videos over there. It's fun. Find me on Twitter at Adamie Bell. Find me on itch at games. Find me on YouTube at games. Funny how I did that. Jeremy, talk about the Draw Your Dice podcast real quick, and and your Twitter, and whatever the fuck else.
1: Uh, <laughs> at JeremyH5 over on Twitter at Dice Pod over on Twitter <laughs> Dice Podcast. look out for Umbral Dive or more bullshit I talk about articles are coming subscribe to this channel Yeah. thank you again to John for the Prime subscription thank you to everyone who joined us today to hang out and chat alongside us
0: yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This counts as my video that I've made today for my video a day, uh, so suck that. <laughs> Don't expect more, although I will be editing that um, the disc golf thing. So <laughs> tune in. Tune in later. Watch me play disc golf while playing an RPG because Aaron Lim is a very funny person that makes fun games and good serious games. Uh, check out Aaron's work. Okay, bye.
1: Bye. (laughs)